Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing news. WandaVision is coming in 2020 instead of 2021. The New Mutants movie will be the director's original horror-fueled version. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be big for Star-Lord and Mantis, says James Gunn. And Doctor Strange 2 is scary, but not exactly a horror movie, says Kevin Feige. All of that and your feedback on everything that has ever been talked about right after this ad that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Uh, as always, Jeff, let's start this show with a uh, five-star review. That I can do, sir. That I can do. This one's coming from CosmoFan0212. It says, you guys rock! All caps. When I first found you guys, it had been a day since I saw Adventures Endgame. There were so many burning questions I had, and I wanted to discuss it with someone. Thankfully, I found your great podcast and have stuck with it ever since. I listen to other Marvel podcasts a lot, but they lack the same charm and charisma which you two fine gentlemen possess. <laughs> I look forward to hearing more amazing podcasts from this amazing network. Yay! Stranded Panda forever! Yeah, boy! Um, <laughs> we got called fine gentlemen. And we got called the network. Um, <laughs> love it. And we got um, called amazing. That's the first time I've been called either of those things. Um, amazing? All three of them. Sorry. Okay. Amazing, a fine gentleman, or a network. I mean, there's very, <laughs> very, very little, re- little reason for me to be called a network. Uh, anyway, thank you, CosmoFan02012. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, so, can, can I ask our, our f- friends to do one, something for, for us? Uh, sure. Uh, so, this is just a request. And I'll probably throw it out over the next few weeks because, so we're trying to figure out how to launch podcasts. We're doing this new network. We've got a new podcast coming soon that we're really putting a lot of time and effort into, and we want to be really good. Uh, But one of the things we need to, we're trying to figure out is we're trying to figure out how things actually uh, get exposure. And with the, uh, Star Trek Picard coming up soon. Uh, one of the podcasts on our network, on the Stranded Panda Network, Star Trek <gasps> Universe podcast, is uh, it, it, is it, we're hoping to get a lot of new traction because the Star Trek Picard has a lot of uh, buzz around it. So what I'm asking you guys to do, if at all possible, will you go to the Star Trek Universe podcast on Apple Podcasts, all of you with Apple devices, right there in your in your po- phone probably the same app you're listening to this on start uh search for the star trek universe podcast and find find uh me and dave's podcast and just give us a five-star review uh, if you're interested in star trek downloading and listening is even better obviously <laughs> but uh if you're even, even if you're not interested in star trek just as a favor to us if you would go and Give us five star review, and you can just write in the five star review that you love the MCU cast. Uh, and oh, I- anybody that does that, and we get, um, we'll pick one of the people who does that and send you an MCU cast t shirt. So do it, and we'll pick somebody, and then we'll announce it on the show, and then you can write us, and we'll send you a t shirt. That'll be cool. 
You know how much you guys like bribes? Come yeah, on. I am bribing every one of you to go and give us a five-star review on Star Trek Universe Podcast. Because th- w- w- what we realized when we did the Watchmen Podcast, a lot of you helped us out and did that for the Watchmen Podcast. And it got us way more listeners right off the bat than we've gotten on anything else we've done right off the bat. And so I'm hoping that... Uh, if we can kind of crack the code on that, if that's all it takes is to get 40 or 50 people to go over and give us reviews, then like we can really try to start working on that and incentivizing that. And like, I don't know, I'm really, and and, and it, it's a whole thing. It's anyway, it's a whole thing. I, I, I just, that's, I should have made that shorter. If you get, if you can, if you have an Apple device specifically, please go on and give a five-star review to the Star Trek Universe podcast. And a written review is even better. And if you mention the MCU cast in the review, we'll, uh, we'll uh, give somebody a t-shirt that does that. Um, <laughs> if you mention it, we'll give somebody a t-shirt. <laughs> we'll pick, we'll, we'll pick, anybody. pick at random. We'll use a random number generator and pick somebody to give it, send a t-shirt <laughs> to. Uh, and maybe we'll do that every week uh, over the next, whatever, next four weeks until Picard comes out. Cause I just want to see if we can spike the listenership of the Star Trek universe podcast and see it grow because we've been working on, we've had 70 episodes and it, it, in a year and we're just like s- sort of slowly growing. And I'd love to see it spike with the new show, but I think reviews will help. So anyway, let's get yeah. on to Marvel. Uh, big, right. big news this week. Big news this week. Today, news, actually, like, to today. Today or yesterday or whenever. It was it's very recent. But WandaVision is coming in 2020, not in 2021. Yeah. This uh, that this, is this comes huge. from the uh Disney's official Twitter posted that uh 2020 is coming and WandaVision will be released in 2020. Yeah. Which they went through is awesome. their whole yeah, they went through their whole, like, Disney Plus is awesome because you get a bunch of things and, you know, started throwing out, like, these are the things that are coming in 2020, so this is why you should keep your Disney Plus subscription, <laughs> not just because, you know, The Mandalorian is done with season one. Oh, my God, that show is so good. Anyway, so <laughs> they're like, you know, you're getting this and this and this and this, and, like, as they're going through it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is on there, and WandaVision is on there, and... That's insane that they're doing that because we <clears throat> like we were thinking that that wasn't coming for a while. Like there's going to be a lot of work on uh, on visual effects that are going to have to go into that, and that's supposed to sync up with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which isn't coming out until May of 2021. May seventh is the the release date that they've that they've announced. Like what are what's what's happening? What are we getting, Matt? What are we doing? Yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, we, it's all your fault. What are I you doing? I want some release dates. I really want release dates for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I really would like a release date for WandaVision. I want them now. <laughs> I want to know when we're I want to know when we're getting it. I'm so excited. I'm 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 seeing some uh some not some concept art, but um some fan art of of things going on. And one of them is uh it's Doctor Strange and it looks like when he was landing to Dr. Dormammu, but uh, he's got a green and a red sig- um, sigil on one on each hand, and behind him, corresponding to those colors, is a green Wanda Maximov and a red Wanda Maximov. And mm. oh my god, I love I love it! I love the idea of several of her just like screwing the entire multiverse up, and and him having to go to each of each version of her to try to fix it. I just, I love that idea. 
I, I also love the the idea that it, that has been thrown around that um, you know she goes to sleep with you know thoughts of uh, I think somebody on in our somebody in the MCU cast chat threw it out there as an idea, but uh, she goes to sleep with you know these these morning thoughts of uh, of vision, and then because her power is growing or her power is chaos or whatever. She develops this whole other extra universe or things start manifesting here as part of it. And, you know, her grief over losing vision is is fueling this whole crazy multiverse shakeup, so to speak. And then Doctor Strange is the one that's that's trying to, you know, trying to merge it all back together or try to fix it in some way because multiverse is exactly his thing. Yeah, man. I, I, like I, really, I really hope you're right. I really, I, I really hope it's that tied in. That's so. It would be so cool. Be so cool. And we've already had her be the uh, inciting incident that caused civil war. And now she could be the inciting incident that causes the multiverse of madness, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Uh, Wanda Maximoff is just an inciting incident in general. She's, well, she's just so, a problem. She's so powerful, you know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. she's she's so powerful that we don't know how powerful. She is. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And I'm just super excited for that series. Shout out to Jordan Metro who posted uh, that article in our in MCU cast chat where I saw it first. So that's thanks for letting us know. Of course, then after I saw it, I saw it like it popped up on my phone. Like I've I've got so many news things for Marvel that just like that my phone knows what I like and it just keeps feeding me Marvel stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Here, consume this. Yeah. Here's content. I think nom, nom, nom. This next uh, this next piece of news is interesting to me. Uh, New Mutants movie, uh, it's coming out in April, will be the director's original horror-fueled version. Um, the, the reason that's most interesting, and the reason we even covered on this cast, is because there was some speculation, uh, I think from some of our listeners and online in places, uh, that the new mutants movie might somehow relate to the MCU because they delayed it so long. So it sounds like it will not. It sounds like it is still going to be to me anyway, unless they really do some different things before April. Um, it sounds like it will be a, it'll be the final movie in the Fox X-Men franchise. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? You don't think they're going to like, I doubt, I highly doubt they would introduce mutants into the MCU uh, with a horror movie. You know what I mean? They're so careful how they curate all their characters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm, I'm worried about how that's going to happen though. Cause like you know, the new mutants, it was, it was filmed and they had a, a teaser for it and it was supposed to hit theaters. Uh, what? 2018. Right? Yeah, something like that. And then it got all kinds of, like, it was delayed, and, you know, there were some reshoots that were supposed to happen, and, uh, you know, then, like, Disney bought Fox, and then it was just, like, oh, this is indefinitely being put on the shelf. But now they're, like, Disney's just like, now we're going to go ahead and just release it. Uh, but apparently, uh, Josh Boone is back in control of the, of the movie, and it's going to be his version of it. Uh, which originally, as we understood it, was going to be a horror movie, which is like I, I don't know. Did they throw away all that all that crap that they were doing, all the reshoots that they were doing? Like, what what's going on here? I I don't know how to feel about the movie 
Mostly because Fox was doing such a bad job beforehand, but this also seemed to... It seemed to be a, a, a completely different take, going in a completely different direction. So, you know, there's hope. There is hope for it. Yeah, I have hope for it. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not MCU, but it sounds like we're going to cover it on our new show, our new show about binging franchises. And so, uh, I'm excited about it. Um, and this, uh, I, I, I found it interesting uh, that that's, t- to me, that seems to shut down that speculation. You know, sure, it could be that horror-fueled vision, and then at the end, they could, like, have someone pop in from the MCU, but I just doubt it. I think it, I think that means it's going to be in its own universe, which we, we kind of knew all along, but the just, I think that shut down, shuts down the speculation. Yeah. Yeah. So the new mutants movie is coming out April 3rd and a new trailer has been teased. Uh, and the date for that is confirmed as January 6th is when the new trailer will be coming out. Mm. So look forward to that. We had to get to recording our uh, X-Men rewatch. We're, we're, yeah, we do. we're hoping to drop it in February, started in February, so uh, we can review all of the, um, all the shows, all, all the movies before that hits, so, um, yeah. That's, that's going to be gonna, good times. That's going to be real good times. I'm excited about it. That's going to be nostalgia-fueled, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember how I felt about the original X-Men movies. Yeah, man. Over in, you know, 2000 with... <laughs> with the, the the Cyclops characters saying like what do you want yellow spandex and me going ah <laughs> and most fans saying yes we wanted yellow yes, spandex we wanted that <laughs> stop making fun of us <laughs> stop making fun of what we want <laughs> you're a bully <laughs> yeah uh let's see other piece of news uh this is, I just found this interesting. A little conversation topic here. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be big for Star-Lord and Mantis, says Gunn. What does that even mean? I don't know. That's, that's all the information we have. Okay. It'll be big for Star-Lord and Mantis. I, they're dying. That's what it means. <laughs> it means that specifically Star-Lord and Mantis are dying. They're dead. That's, say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay, well, um, let's go ahead and do our In Memoriam episode. Yeah. Let's fire a cannon and put their picture up on the big screen. <laughs> Hunger, Hunger Game style. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that might spark some conversation. What do you think? What do you think it could, be, could it mean for it to be big for Star-Lord? Um... Ooh, I got it. I got it. I just, I just built it. Sorry, I asked you, and then I... You, I, you built it in your head. All while right, while you were thinking about it, I, I, it popped into my head. Okay. Uh, they get together. No. We, Bounch, we, 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 we've talked about Star-Lord's been on a dark path. Okay. We've got a new uh, leader for the team already around in uh, Thor. Thor. Uh, it, okay. They, they talk about like who's in charge, and that's going to be interesting to watch. Da, 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 da. Of course. So you got all, you got all that. And then yep. we've also talked about how Star-Lord has done some pretty dark things lately. Okay. And we also have the fact that he wants something very badly, which is Gamora. And he's lost the Gamora that he loved. So there's a lot of darkness going on in Star-Lord right now. And we've also discussed the possibility of his powers returning. And Mantis served Ego for many years. 
Oh man. What if you think he becomes ego? What if what if his powers manifest? He thinks that he can do something to uh, bring her back or even create Gamora out of whole cloth because he's, you know, got all the power in the universe and right. uh, something drives him nuts. And th- how it's big for Star-Lord and Mantis is Star-Lord becomes, takes on the role of ego and Mantis becomes his servant again, just like she had been for many years. No, I've got it. All right. He does he does exactly that, except he doesn't become the ego the way that ego was. He becomes Galactus. Oh gosh. And Mantis becomes his herald. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. How much money are we putting on these two weird ideas? <laughs> Not any. Come on. I Zero. Bet, I bet you ten dollars. That mine's right. You bet me $10 that yours is right. And since neither of them are right, it will never matter. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That sounds good. All right. We digitally shake on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. La- last piece of news we had here uh, was that Doctor Strange 2 is scary, but not exactly a horror movie, says Feige. Yeah. He was at the New York Film Academy speaking to... Speaking to them, um, a lot of things came up from that. A lot of, uh, you know, little tidbits that Feige had had um, kind of been holding on to. Uh, things like, you know, in Doctor Strange 2, we're going to get to see uh, new characters be introduced that we don't expect. And from that, the internet has been like, oh, it's obviously mutants. But that's another thing that he said is, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a horror film, uh, but it'll be a big MCU film with scary sequences in it. I mean, there are horrifying sequences in Raiders of the Lost Ark that I, as a little kid, would cover my eyes when their faces melted. Or Temple of Doom, of course, or Gremlins, or Poltergeist. These are the movies that invented the PG-13 rating, by the way. They were PG, and then they were like, you know, we need another rating. But that's fun. It's fun to be scared in that way, it's, and not a horrific, torturous way, but a way that is legitimately scary, because Scott Derrickson is quite good at that, but scary in the service of an exhilarating emotion. Yeah, that's great. I love I love to hear that. I love the, the, the style of movie that was made back in the day, where you could have Indiana Jones, you know, be, uh, be, be really scary in places. Um, and that, yeah. that used to be the way with a lot of movies. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know. The first movie that pops to mind is like Goonies. I don't know why. But it's got like some actual darkness in it. People trying to kill them. You've got the the skeletons and the monsters. I don't know. It just doesn't feel... It feels like today a lot of kids' movies. And I'm not saying this is going to be a kids' movie by any means. But a lot of like movies that are made to appeal to everyone end up just being kind of watered down and not having not having real fear or risk be a part of the thing. And so I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to like have some fear and risk put into the story. Well, there's, there's that. And then on the flip side, there's the, uh, you know, horror movies. This, these days are all about the immediate jump scares and gore. Like if you can, if you can have somebody's guts ripped out and have it actually look like guts, then you're a good horror movie. Yeah. But that's that's not what I think of as a good horror movie. What I think of as a good horror movie is like the first Alien, where it's like there's just so much tension on like the entire time where you 
you're constantly on edge because this thing is somewhere around me and it could jump out at any moment. Like, it's not the jump scare, it's the anticipation of this terrifying thing being somewhere around, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So having that sort of the, the, the slow burn of, of, uh, of, of scariness of tor of, of horror, not torture of horror of, of terror almost. Yeah. You know, just fear bubbling up. That's going to be a really cool direction for the MCU. I think. Yeah. At least a good place to visit, uh, you know, at least a good yeah. place to a thing to include. So yeah. And, and uh, I'm trying to think what, what's the scariest scene in the MCU right now? Scariest? Yeah. Just curious. I feel like there's got to be there's some there's some tense, fearful moments throughout the MCU. What's what's your what's what's the scariest moment to you? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running through my Rolodex here. The the thing that I keep coming back to is uh, the moment where um, everything is so dire in Endgame, and we think, yeah, Cap's got the hammer, Cap's got the shield. He's you know he's putting he's putting the hurting on Thanos. But then Thanos is just so damn strong and so damn overwhelming that he's just hacking away at Cap's shield and he eventually breaks the shield where, you know, he's just, he's so mad and he's just constantly hitting him and constantly hitting him and eventually just throws him aside. Like, that was, that was kind of really scary because, you know, in that moment, we're thinking, you know, it's, it's the last movie that these guys are probably going to be in. So, like... This is this could be it right here. This could be up for Cap. And I was fearful. I was fearful for Cap's life right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, you see, and that's the thing. I think that's the difference, though. Like, and I, I totally hear you. I, th- I keep thinking of things in the MCU as trying to think of what's scary. And most of what I keep coming up with are just when our characters are in danger. And there, there's yeah. just something different about creepiness and i feel like maybe when you talk about scary i I guess i think about creepy or and and like i i don't think there's much in the mcu that's creepy well there was something that was really creepy in dr strange is when his fingers became hands that was creepy (laughs) and then those hands fingers became hands yeah i think that dr strange is perfect for this because i think there's already an element of just like unease in the visualizations in the, in the first Dr. Strange. And I do think Dormammu is pretty scary um, when he, when he's, and, and just the idea of your character dying and being willing to die over and over and like that, like that's the, that pain. I, and you talk about gore. I think that Dr. Strange one is one of the goriest movies. Um, his, his, de- his different deaths over and over are really disturbing. And, and especially when you're talking about your protagonist, your protagonist yeah. dying on screen over and over is not something you normally see. I think in a way that that's, that's probably what I would say is the scariest scene I can think of. Uh, you, you guys let us know what's your, what's the scariest scene you can think of in the MCU. Um, what's, what's a good creepy scene. I'm curious. I don't know. The, uh, the unrelenting, um, actually, no, it's the music. It's the music that does it for the winter soldier, the music during the, uh, the sequence where, um, Cap and Bucky are fighting when yeah. Bucky is just, he just keeps coming and just keeps coming. And that music is so like intense. Ah, that's a really good one. Yeah. I just think, I don't know, but there's like, there's no, yeah, I agree with you. It's really, there's like a, it's a tense scene and it's like a, 
pulse pounding scene, but it's like a it's a it's effective, but I don't feel creeped out by it. You know, it didn't feel scary to me. So I I'm curious if anybody else has any good ideas for like good creepy scenes. Zola in the bunker in in that movie. Zola in the bunker is pretty creepy, but it's also so sci-fi and interesting and sort of like such a great reveal that it it's again, it, I mean, it takes you right out of the creepiness. It does. It doesn't feel I mean like that scene when he's walking up to the computer, I think that's you're probably right. That's pretty creepy. Um yeah. But not creepy in the way that like a horror movie tries to be creepy. No, no. It's just uneasy yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, that'll be, hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see if anybody writes in. Uh, we got a couple pieces of feedback before we hit you guys go for today. Uh, what do we got? So we got Daniel Klein said, so on the topic of a director binge series, what about Christopher Nolan with Tenet coming out next year? Bonus points, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know what Tenet is, but I, I think Nolan would be a great option. I don't know if we'll get to it in time for Tenet or not. We, we've, we've been looking at, so the direct, the idea for directors and binging directors just kind of came to us. So, uh, I don't, we, we've already kind of got a plan for this almost first year of podcasting. We're going to cover a whole lot of stuff and obviously we, we, we have a hard time covering just this uh, all the Marvel stuff. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting year trying to get through all this. So it might have to be his next movie that we do it. Also, I think whatever director we do first, the reason, the reason I kind of came up with the idea to do directors was the idea of covering movies that aren't big tentpole movies, like small directors, small the directors that have only directed a few movies that kind of, that's what I'm thinking of. And so yeah. I definitely think that over the next few years we could binge, big catalogs. And I think Christopher Nolan, you could call bigger. Uh, but I do, man, his first movie memento is, is one of my favorites. It'd be really hard to talk about in a podcast. That's a hard movie to watch. It's so complicated. <laughs> I love them. Have you seen it? I, I haven't seen memento. Oh, it's so good. So Sorry. good. Like legitimately you have to stay engaged and actively paying attention to it or you will be lost. <laughs> and I, I love it. I think it's a great movie. I th- I don't know why you would not want to be actively engaged in a movie that you're watching. Well, so you, there's a difference. I don't know, that's just that's just me though. <laughs> Go watch it and and you you tell me tell me you it, tell me what I'm saying doesn't make sense. Okay, <laughs> because it's okay. it's not that you have to pay attention or like it's that you have to like constantly be going like what is going on, and it all makes <laughs> sense by the end of the movie. It all makes sense, but like just figuring out what's going on on the screen is hard. Okay. And then okay. figuring out what that means for the characters and what that means for the plot. Like that's all different, like a whole different level. It's, it's, it's a really great movie, but it's like okay. challenging in a way that I don't think anything else I've ever seen has been. Well, <clears throat> this might be one that, uh, that comes to challenge it. Maybe, I don't know. Tenet is, uh, the the one line premise is that an international secret agent is tasked with preventing World War Three through the use of time travel. Oh, I love me some time travel. That, that might, might be right up your alley. That might be. We might have to do uh, the Nolan movies. We might <laughs> like kind of see. And and this is flying in the face of what Daniel just said. But I can see like doing the Nolan stuff, all his little, uh, all his smaller films, and not doing the Dark Knight just because. That would, just that would put us at like four or five right movies, around that. you know? Hmm? 
Just going right around that. Yeah, and then coming back to it uh, for to do it to binge it before like a Batman movie comes out or something. The uh, Batman. The Batman. Yeah, that would actually be really fun. Uh, doing the. Uh, <laughs> oh, doing all the Batman related things like all of the uh, the Joel Schumacher ones. Yeah, no, doing all the all the all the solo Batman movies would be really fun yeah. to to binge. Like do uh, do all of the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher, uh, and then all of the. Christopher Nolan and do all of the, uh, and then do the Batman when it comes out. Yeah. And do the animated ones. Uh, maybe like the killing joke. Yeah. No, those are, those are cool. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, like how you're balking at that. No, the reason I balk, I've been thinking a lot about this show that we're trying to design and I'm like, the, the key is to, to stick to keeping each binge manageable. <laughs> Like, like if you get above 10 or 11 movies, it starts to be like, oh, we're doing half a year on Batman. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, goodness. Like, I, the idea is to kind of keep keep doing things that are kind of like visceral and interesting and trying to cover the biggest versions of those things. Because obviously some things are going to have tons. And getting into animated stuff, when you said animated stuff, origi- uh, my, my, rea- my inside reaction was like, there's like 12 of those. Like maybe we pick pick one or two of our favorites, like the Killing Joke or uh, Mask of the Phantasm or God Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's great. It's great. So, so I'd definitely be down to do a few animated. I'm not saying animated's bad. I'm saying like there are so many animated, we'd have to be pick, be picky and choosy, and then that yeah. opens a whole can of worms. Um, oh, if we're doing Batman though, we should also do the '66 Batman movie. <laughs> Yes! Uh, oh my be, god, yes. Okay. Uh all right. Okay. Well uh, let's all let's right. get here. Uh, Ashley Coffin had so, a little feedback for us. <laughs> this is about our live episode. <laughs> uh Ashley says, I love this cast. So fun. I loved the uh that episode in, in Luke Cage. It was nice to hear you finally talking about Rand like he's not the worst TV character, Matt. <laughs> tongue out emoji hmm. i enjoyed that <laughs> uh i really wish i knew to call in you definitely need to do this again yeah we will i think we've got the technology worked out uh, maybe we'll do a little test next time because I, I, there's one thing we got to test to get to make sure the technology's right but uh, i think we can even do it with jeff far away the, the hard part is making letting getting everyone to hear jeff and hear me and hear the callers <laughs> it actually is a harder technological thing then and the only reason i even have close to the equipment to do it is because we have i have a lot of music gear that i've used for my music career over the years and so i'm able to like route lots of things through each other so i still haven't fully solved it (laughs) but when jeff was in the room it was absolutely possible (laughs) (laughs) it was so easy then Mm mm-hmm uh, all right. Well, guys, that, that's about all we got for today. Uh, please uh, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, and if you would like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash mcucast. Uh, w- let me just say thank you to our patrons. Uh, I've just been looking at like our, literally the way we were able to do as much as we were able to do this year was because of the support of our patrons. Um, uh, the support of our patrons is a huge part of the the money that we take in uh, that it allows us to do, the, spend the time and uh, put forth the amount of effort that we do. So really appreciate you guys. And, and because of that, we're able to 
plan this new show and grow a little bit this year. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. And Happy New Year to everyone. Hey, Happy New Year. Thank you for such a great 2019. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us this whole way. And it looks like we're going to be doing a bit more for you coming up. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. We'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. True believers.